Hello, everyone. This is National Master Premier Chess CEO Evan Rabin, and I am here on the 97th edition of the Premier Chess Podcast. We're quickly approaching 100, and I am here today with a special guest. We have Joshua Margolis, who is the founder and owner of Mind Over Matter Health and Fitness. Uh, for about 18 years now, they've been uh, working with both businesses and professionals. Uh, with all different types of personal training and other elements of fitness. Um, previously, he was actually a trainer for a Reebok uh, Fitness Gym and has his BA from West Virginia University. And he, that BA is in sports psychology. Uh, so he's definitely uh, you know, well-rounded in the field. Um, we actually worked with him the other day to provide uh, a nice exercise break for the kids at our virtual camp. Uh, everyone uh, definitely loved it. And uh, yeah, it's a great honor uh, to have him on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Evan. Good to see you as always. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. So um, I, I obviously talked about you a little bit just on the surface, but can you talk a little bit more about your background? Right. I, well, I, I think you kind of started off on a good track, and I think this is what drew us to one another the more of the mental psychological approach to fitness, let alone everyday life is more of the path that, that we walk at mind over matter. It was my background. It's how I got started in this uh, industry in general. Uh, it's the cliche, you know, 90% mental, 10% physical that might be pushing in the envelope a little bit, but I'm a believer in that type of, uh, approach you got to know what you're doing you got to be absorbed in the discipline it's not enough just to go through the motions you really got to get an understanding of what you're doing and why you're doing it and, and what it means to you especially if you have any intention of adopting fitness let alone anything as a part of your uh, a recipe for the rest of your life hmm. yeah interesting and i mean i will say that um Fitness, everything is an integrative approach, right? So, you know, we were just talking yesterday, um, you know, because a lot of the kids in our virtual camp are just so set on playing that next chess game. And they actually saw a little bit of an exercise break as a little bit of a distraction. Uh, but you and I know, obviously, that chess and fitness go hand in hand. Um, you know, we have a very close partnership, for instance, with hands-on hoop skills. Uh, Michael right. Boyce, the owner, has been on our podcast actually twice uh, so far. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, the transformation uh, that, uh, you know, fitness actually provides. And it actually leads to, uh, you know, critical thinking uh, as well. So uh, can you talk a little bit more about how, uh, you know, fitness uh, you know, could sort of intersect with uh, critical thinking? Yeah, without a doubt. I think there's it, people, sometimes it's lost on them, the, the cognitive effect that the physical fitness is providing. It's, it's not just your body, it is your mind. And there's just endless amount of research studies showing that about how the coordination of your body physically helps you coordinate mentally, helps coordinate the left and right brain together. Mm. Um, I think, you know, there's sort of, of course, people understand fitness for sports that are more physical, but I don't think people really realize the effect that it has on the uh, mental aspect of a game like chess, like concentration, uh, things about uh, 
paying attention to what your body, your, your breathing, your, your, your pulse, your sweating, things like that, being much more attuned to what's happening within you. I think anyone who's successful at any discipline, physically or, or mentally, on, on any level, whether it's professional or just, you know, the weekend warrior or the occasional chess player, I think it's sort of just sitting down with your thoughts and being able to focus that and putting all that, funneling it together with your body and your mind. Not just, you know, being doing the discipline, but being present in that discipline, knowing, okay, I'm not just, you know, we were just using chess as the analogy, obviously, because we're talking here, but knowing what's going to happen before it's going to happen. Not just like walking up to something and say, oh, I think I'm going to do this. No, you want to have an idea, a plan, at least being one step ahead of knowing what you're going to do with your body. Um, and then in the long range, thinking about your body long-term, you know, I think, look, we're working with your kids. They're kids. They're not thinking about what's going to happen when they're 40 years old. They're just thinking about what's going to happen in four seconds from now. So I think it's from that approach, it's good to look at short range, what's happening right in front of you. And also long range, what your life, your table setting for your life. And the sooner you adopt or bring fitness into your day-to-day life, the easier it is to maintain it. I think a lot of people who wait till later in life to do it, that's when it becomes you know, much more difficult to stick with it. Hmm. Got it. Yeah, and, and I think uh, you know, the preemptive nature is also very important. Right. Failing to plan is planning to fail, um, you know, both in, in fitness and in chess. Right. Um, right. You know, students sometimes won't, uh, you know, evaluate the position enough. They'll just kind of, you know, go into their, uh, you know, plan. Um, so walk me through how you would, uh, you know, typically develop a fitness plan for, uh, you know, maybe a new client, uh, either, you know, in a, like a corporate client or an individual Right. Well, two, two distinct, uh, distinct paths, but this is really the, the nuts and bolts of it. Look, everything's changed. I'm not going to sit here and talk about everything's different because we all know it is. But for us, we've changed the structure in the sense that we've gone more virtual, which enables us to reach more people, enables more people to reach us. There's no uh, limits on uh, restrictions on where you live and how long it takes to get there. Uh, we've also changed the structure in the sense that we usually do hour-long workouts. Now we're doing 30-minute workouts. An hour-long workout virtually, mentally, is tough to stay focused when you're staring at the screen. Plus, so much of us uh, spend our, most of our days staring at the screen anyway. We're trying to limit it a little bit. So we cut it back to 30 minutes. 30 minutes, it's short, it's sweet, it's right to the point. You get into it, you get it done. There's a sense of accomplishment. Also, when it's 30 minutes, it's easier to schedule it within your day. Sometimes an hour could be like, where can I get this time? Where can I fit this in? 30 minutes, everybody can fit 30 minutes into their day. Whether it's first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, middle of the day to take a break, or if you're a night owl, I think while we're touching on that subject, you need to know who you are. You need to know. If you're not a morning person, then don't schedule your workout for 7 a.m. It's not going to work. I know your intentions are good, uh, but ideally, know yourself. Know what's going to work best for you. Are you energy level tends to peak during the day? During the day, are you a night out? Then you do it at night. You have to do it ideally for you. But what we like to do is we have like a 15-minute assessment that we do with each one of our clients. It's complimentary. We just sit, we talk about, okay, what are you doing? What are you not doing? What's working? What's not working? What are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to accomplish short-term? What do you want to accomplish long-term? What have you done in the past that's worked? 
And I would say just as importantly, what have you done in the past that hasn't worked? Sometimes we arrive to where we need to be by making mistakes along the way. Uh, that could be lessons well learned. Okay, I tried yoga. It didn't work for me. I tried Pilates. It didn't work for me. I tried boxing. It didn't work for me. There's really limitless amount of things you can do for your body. The question is trying to discern not just what's best for it, but the cliche is the best workout is the workout that you're actually going to do. So from that standpoint, we try to just determine initially in those first 15 minutes what kind of person you are, what you're going to be most apt likely to do, and what do you like doing? So much of what we have to do in day-to-day, -day, Evan, there's a lot of stuff we all do. We do it because we have to. We don't want to make exercise that. We want to make exercise doing it because we want to. So I think assessing that first, and then you find the discipline that works best for that person. Yeah, and I think it's really important to consider uh, that there's no one size fits all. Agreed. Right. right, so it's really important to you know consider that when you're forming these habits like you were talking about, um, you know, you, you should do what's realistic for you. You know, you shouldn't do what, uh, you know, other people are, um, you know, expecting you to do necessarily. Right. I, that's a great way to put it. You're right. It's not one size fits all. It's, it's never been. I think that's uh, the trouble that some of us run into when we do like a uh, sort of like a, uh, you know, like a YouTube video or a standard stock clip of a certain discipline. It, it might not work for you. It doesn't mean that, that that's a bad discipline. It just means it doesn't work specifically for your, your body and your mind. I mean, there's limitations we all have. We're all different ages, shapes, sizes. We all have different ailments, limitations, flexibility issues. So sometimes you run the danger of injuring yourself. If you just, okay, I'm going to click on whatever today's video is. It's sometimes the personalized approach. There's a reason why it's called personal training. It is very individualized. It's the idea of finding a particular discipline that works for you and then adapting it. You know, I always use a, uh, a push-up as an example. There's a million different ways to do a push-up. That's hyperbole. But there's a lot of different ways that you have to figure out that's going to work best for your body, engaging different muscle groups, uh, different types of uh, cadence, speeds, repetitions. There's a lot of different ways to do it. So sometimes you have to go through a little trial and error before you find out what's going to be optimal for you. And really, there's two things that go into it. Number one, if it's not fun, it's not done. You got to enjoy it. That's number one, first and foremost. And then, you know, look, I'm in a results-oriented business. If people don't get results, they're not going to continue working along with myself or one of our instructors. So I definitely that. agree with you that fun is actually extremely important, and it's something people don't, you know, consider enough. Right. Um, you know, Jason Bowie uh, is a great chess teacher. He came up with us last year to Tanzania, uh, where, by the way, I want to maybe get you down there because Teresa Grant's organization, Make a Difference, um, is truly phenomenal. You know, we bring a team of high school and college students to cheat for six days every year, and then we do a safari. Um, oh, wow. And I can most certainly benefit from fitness as well. So sure. we're going to be talking about that offline because I want you to come next year with us. I'd love to. Um, and me, I mean that wholeheartedly, by the way. No, so you don't tell me twice. I, you have me in Tanzania. That's it. I'm in. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a little bit of a side note that I probably mentioned on most episodes, but, 
Um, the reason I, I thought of Jason is, you know, we had a, a, an interview and, uh, you know, the biggest thing he actually said was, you know, look, kids need to have fun. Right. Um, you know, yes, like in theory, like they should be very, very serious and they should, uh, you know, learn a lot and, you know, you should be, you know, teaching them a lot. But at the end of the day, if they're not having fun, they're not going to learn. Um, so it's right. the same kind of thing, you know, you have to, you know, enjoy what you do, you know, whatever, you know, workout you're doing, whatever, um, you know, whatever path you are and improving in chess, uh, well, you need to enjoy it. You know, if you don't, right. well, it's, um, you know, it's not going to work out. So um, next thing I wanted to, you know, quickly, you know, talk about was, well, actually, you know, along with having fun, you know, how, how do you, I mean, I'm sure it varies, obviously, you know, given the client, but um, how, how do you make your work, workouts more exciting? And right. So, uh, look, we're, we're in a world right now of, and this is not just current climate, but this is what it's been. We're, we're very numbers oriented. Uh, we use a lot of data. Everybody's got a watch, an Apple watch, a Fitbit. Everybody wants to know how many steps they've done, the miles they've done, the heart rate. There's all these sort of statistics that we use to measure success. And that's a great way of measuring it. We go the opposite. We remove all that. Uh, sometimes when you're focusing too much on those numbers, you lose sight of what you're really doing. You want to be present in the moment. You don't want to worry about what repetition am I on? How many more seconds do I have to do? Did my heart rate get up to this? Did my calorie get up to that? No, leave all that stuff at the door. Come in and just enjoy your stuff. Just focus on yourself. Lose yourself in the discipline. People who are professionals or, or even amateurs that they're, they're relative sports, they will tell you that when they're really in that groove, when they're really enjoying themselves, you can't disseminate between their body and the discipline. It, it's one. You know, anybody, you hear these stories about the professional athletes, like a basketball player who's just in the zone where every shot he takes goes in. He's not thinking. He's just in that moment. He's just enjoying the movement. He's doing what comes natural to him. Anything else, when you're playing activity, when you're playing chess, you want to be thinking about what you're doing, but you don't want to lose sight of that moment. I think it speaks to probably how we are culturally, where we sometimes lose that moment. We're always thinking about what is next ahead, which is important. We need to do that. But becoming absorbed in what's happening in that moment, just enjoying yourself, finding something that you can connect with, with that, that discipline, you know, I, I use a lot of what I do for myself. Uh, even though I do this for a living, I've been doing it for 20 years. I'm not a gym guy. I'm, I don't like the gym. I, I don't, I'm not a kind of person that goes into the gym and puts the elliptical machine on and goes 45 minutes. That, that's, that to me is uh, soul sucking. I, I don't want to do that. I, I'd rather be outside. I'd rather be on a hike. I'd, be, I'd rather be on a mountain bike ride, a street bike ride. I'd rather be playing basketball, playing tennis. I'd rather be doing calisthenics in the park. I, I'd rather be in a much more natural environment, um, get rid of the walls, get rid of the floors and the ceilings. If you want to put your music in and just lose yourself in that moment, I think it's good too. I like the idea of camaraderie, having somebody that you're with. That's a great thing about having a trainer. It's, it's, Company is good. You know, during current climate, it's, it's good to be around somebody else, even if that's virtually. It's just good to have that interaction. Um, so I think having 
not just the fact that I'm a professional and clearly my knowledge base is there and how to bring you along and how to get results and success, but it's having just a social experience. That's what evidently be the thing that makes you enjoy that moment, not just the discipline, but the person providing it. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, the, the, both the quantitative and qualitative aspects are always important. Um, you know, in chess, very often students are hundred percent driven about their rating. You know, if their rating goes up a hundred points, well, they're happy. If it doesn't, right. it doesn't. Um, you know, sometimes they actually totally forget that at the end of the day, they're playing it because, you know, it's something that they enjoy. Um, so both aspects are, you know, critically, uh, you know, very important. So um, how do you recommend a chess player, um, you know, who's about to play, let's say, a, you know, a, a, a relatively serious tournament, right. um, you know, so how would you recommend that they physically and mentally prepare, um, you know, both by, you know, exercise and diet, um, you know, both, I would say that day, and then maybe even, you know, the, the few days leading up to it. Right, right. No, those are great questions, because there's two different answers. I, I think, you know, to start on the, uh, the short term, I think right before that moment's going to happen, step back from it, step back from it. Um, you're sitting down, you're going to be sitting down for an extended amount of time. Stand up, stay standing, stay moving. Think about what you're going to be doing, but don't necessarily get yourself into that physical position before you have to be, because what's going to happen is physically you're going to be more taxed than anything else. So right before that moment happens, don't sit down, think about the moves, think about what you're going to do in your mind, have a, do a visualization technique, close your eyes, think about what, where you're going to be, how you're going to be sitting, how you're going to be moving, how you determine what your opponent's going to do, what you think he's, he or she's going to do. But ultimately, physically remove yourself. Stand up, move around, walk around. Get a little bit of perspiration going. Get the heart rate going a little bit. Get a little bit of sweat. Get the muscles warm. Because eventually when you sit down, things are going to be stiff and they're going to be tight and you want to be able to make sure you get into it being warm. I know it's not a physical discipline like, you know, some other sports, but it's good to be loose physically going into it. Now, leading up to it, we always try to train for like conditions. So if you know the time of the day that you're going to be having your match, you prepare a week out for that particular time. This is common in boxing. A lot of professional prize fighting uh, matches happen at night, like late at night. You're fighting in Vegas, 11, 12 o'clock at night. So these guys, six, seven, eight weeks out, start training as if that 11, 12 o'clock time is going to be the time where they're dialed in the most. So that's what you want to do for you. If you know your match is going to be at a certain time, you prepare your sleep cycle, you prepare your eating cycle, you prepare everything to be focused for that one particular day uh, time during the day. So that's a great thing to kind of focus on for that. That way, you know, you're going to be on point for that. Um, certain foods to stay away from, you want to go light on like the starchy carbohydrates because what's going to do is that's just going to bog you down. You're going to get that insulin spike and you're just going to start to bottom out. You want to keep your energy level and steady. So I would say like preparing yourself for that particular moment as far in advance as you can. That's how you do it. 
Yeah, I think that's absolutely essential. And it's not just for chess games, you know, it's, and that, and that's why, you know, we teach what we do, right. It's all about, uh, you know, transferable skills, right. We teach business and life lessons through the game. Uh, you know, for instance, uh, you know, we had Leona Krasner on the podcast, who I believe you know right. well. Um, and we were talking about, uh, you know, test prep and stamina. Um, you know, if before you're going to, you know, sit there for, you know, five hours and take a test, um, you know, you need to actually cool off. Um, you know, right. you actually, you know, don't want to over prepare for a tournament um, or, not. or a test. Um, right. It sounds kind of crazy in a way, actually, but, but um, I agree, you know, you, you, you want to prepare, but you, you know, you don't want to, you know, drive yourself, you know, literally crazy. Um, right. It's easy to do. So no, I, I, I agree with you. I think, uh, and to your point too, like, and I was saying this before, like knowing who you are, knowing, look, some people, the reason for is like a test take. Some people love taking tests. Some people shy away from that moment. You have to know who you are in that moment. And, Repetition is going to be the only way you figure that out. Uh, you know, I encourage my clients in some way to make mistakes. That's how you learn. That's how you learn your path. You learn what's not working so then you can learn what does work. So I, I think just repetition along the way, learning from your mistakes, that's going to be ways that will help you get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, look, this, this has been, uh, you know, a pleasure, you know, talking about, you know, the cognitive effect on fitness and planning, uh, habit formation, uh, you know, ways to make training fun, uh, the quantitative, uh, reporting, uh, you know, which is necessary by the way. Um, right. and I think, uh, a lot of coaches, uh, you know, will forget that aspect. Um, yeah. at the end of the day, they're, you know paying us uh, a lot of money uh, to, you know, train them. Um, and, and they should absolutely see, you know, some results. Um, of course, it's not, uh, you know, just the coach's responsibility. It's a, a joint decision. It's a team effort. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's definitely important. And then also talking about, uh, you know, how we could get mentally prepared for tournaments or other, uh, you know, long extended periods of uh, critical thinking. Um, is there anything else you would like to cover? Um, well, look, I, I think we, we were touching on as well, too, regardless if the sport is physical in nature or not, preparation for it is similar. And I also think, too, that regardless of what level you're playing that sport, you know, we, I've worked with former professional athletes. I've worked with people who, like I said, are weekend warriors. I think the approach is similar, whether you're a fitness junkie or enthusiast or you're somebody that's just trying to get back to baseline, I think it should be looked at in the same approach. Appreciate it. Well, look, thank you so much for your time. It was great to, uh, you know, have you on the podcast today. Uh, if anyone wants to reach out, learn a little bit more about uh, Mind, Mind Over Matter and all the fitness programs you have going on, what would be the best way to reach you? Yeah, so we're, we're on Facebook Live right now. You can always get us uh, there. We're my, uh, Mind Over Matter Health and Fitness. Uh, Instagram, Mind Over Matter NYC. Uh, our website's our best tool, uh, mindovermatternyc.com. Uh, that way you can reach out to anybody on our team as well, any questions you have, and uh, anybody that's interested in doing a, comp a complimentary consult, which is about 15 minutes, just to get a little talking in and figuring out 
where you want to be. Sometimes it just helps to uh, relate to somebody and talk about where you want, where you want to be and what you need to do to get there. And then, then we start the fun part, the workouts. Amazing. Well, let's go, let's go work out and let's uh, stay in shape. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I look forward to uh, speaking to you soon. My pleasure, Evan. Thanks for having me, buddy. My pleasure. All right. Take care.